Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. As always, a lot going on. A lot to tackle. Man, oh David, man. you want to start with riots in the streets? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I guess Lindsey Graham, South Carolina senator, might be feeling the summer of love coming up very soon. Because uh, it looks like the feds are going to try to indict former President Donald Trump using any means necessary. They've got this raid on Mar-a-Lago. They're being very vague about what laws if any may have been broken i mean again they this whole thing is a fishing expedition they they're preemptively trying to make sure that donald trump can never run and become president again yes and and the funny thing to me is like a lot of republican voters that i know personally are basically like you know i i don't really care if donald trump is president i don't care if it's DeSantis. it's it's just kind of like i i we just need to turn this thing around Okay. Yep. But by persecuting him relentlessly, they are driving some people towards Trump even more. Absolutely. Uh, Yes. And so Lindsey Graham was on Fox News, asked to weigh in on this entire thing, and said, hey, man, the DOJ, the Biden administration, y'all really don't need to be going down this road right now. Okay. Most Republicans, including me, believes when it comes to Trump, uh, there is no law. It's all about getting him. There's a double standard when it comes to Trump. What happened with Hunter Biden is that the FBI weighed in to make sure a story didn't break for the 2020 election. We now have whistleblowers at the FBI telling Senator Grassley that they were told to slow down and back off Hunter Biden. And I'll say this. If there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information, after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, there'll be riots in the streets. That very well could be. Yeah. Is that what you thought when you heard it? Yeah, I, I thought that was, you know, there were some, you know, libs on social media and in traditional media saying, that's a threat and blah, blah, blah. No, he's calling it like he sees it. And I, I do agree. I don't think it'll be the vast majority of Republican voters or even conservative-minded no. Americans who would do that. But, yeah, I mean, you have to be careful about this. There's a reason why when Richard Nixon resigned, he was granted sort of this blanket pardon, and it was about unifying the country. If Joe Biden really wanted to be the great uniter, it's a blanket pardon. You're not going to be prosecuted for anything, Don. Well, as far as the word riot, it depends on who's defining the word. Yeah. Okay, will it be a riot uh, determined by the left? Well, because it would be in support of Trump, they'd call it a riot. But it wouldn't be anything compared to the summer of love of 2020. No. We're not talking about that kind of riot where you're talking about millions and millions and millions of dollars in damage across the country. I don't think you're talking about that. That's why those people are going to have to hire a couple of professional rioters from the riots of the summer of love and bring them on their team. Right. They don't know what they're supposed to do. (laughs) Bring in a few ringers. Yeah, a few ringers, a few riot ringers. Well, yeah. outsourcing is the way of the future. That's right. <laughs> you got to have the X's and O's guy for the riots. But okay, this is... Motov cocktail. 
third row. <laughs> and you'll have to see the pain in people's faces as they're taking big screen TVs out of Target. Yeah, that's right. And we're going to teach you how to have that look in your eyes. Yes. Okay. Professionals. This is for pros. They'll teach. You know, you think about this for a second, because we know now that the FBI certainly tried to spike the story, according to Zuckerberg at Facebook. Okay, they told us. And we had, what, 50 or 51 intelligence experts yeah. say, this is Russian disinformation. I sign off on this. Yeah. When are those guys going to be in trouble? Because they knew better. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be in any trouble. Oh, no. Who with the FBI is ever going to be in trouble for doing what they did? Nobody. The answer is nobody. None. Nobody, because they, nobody. they successfully rigged an election for the side that supports them right now. Yes, and that's one of the reasons so many people are frustrated, because you can't do anything about it. This crap happens again and again and again, and nothing is ever done. And, and I'll include myself in this. If you go back eight years when people would talk about the deep state, you'd think, deep state? I don't even know what you're talking about. It seems like some sort of crazy conspiracy. Okay, you were right. There is a deep freaking state. And how do you tackle that? I mean, it has to be absolutely dismantled at the top. So I don't think we're talking about your average, everyday FBI employees that go out and are investigating stories. It's the people that make decisions at the top. That's got to be cleared out. It's so freaking corrupt. And the one thing, you almost get the sense that the Biden administration, the media too, if Trump is indicted, they hope people go to the streets. Oh, definitely. They want to see a riot or take anything that happens and make it into a riot. That's what they want. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, they're, they're probably putting together the Molotov cocktails right now as we speak. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I would just say, anybody, uh, if you get a message on Facebook or Twitter or an email or something, and some guy you kind of know maybe or maybe you've seen him online or whatever, if he starts talking to you about you know, going out and committing acts of violence or rioting, that guy's a fed. 100% yep. that guy's <laughs> yep. a fed. Don't take the bait. Good advice. That's a great point. Yeah. No, it's absolutely true. By the way, I don't know if you saw this, too. Uh, a few places had it. I saw it at Daily Wire that the FBI did respond to Mark Zuckerberg's bombshell revelation when he was talking to Joe Rogan that the FBI saying, hey, so you hey know, dude, uh, basically said, you know, watch out. The disinformation's coming, this Hunter Biden laptop thing. Well, the FBI comes out and says, well, we didn't say that specifically. <laughs> This was just routine. As the agency uh, put out the statement, the FBI routinely notifies U.S. private sector entities, including social media providers, of potential threat information so that they can decide how to better defend against threats. Um, adding that it cannot ask or direct companies to take action on information received. <laughs> now, think about this for a second. Defend against threats. How is the Hunter Biden laptop story a threat? It's not a threat to anybody. That's just a piece of news. Yeah. Why are they even getting involved in that? Yeah. Because they wanted to rig an election. Correct. Right. I mean, and they were successful. They did it. And then do you blame anyone for thinking the reason they got involved to do it is because Trump may have taken the next step and actually started firing people? If he was elected, 
and actually try to dismantle the deep state? Now we're really getting deep into it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But whoever is elected has to go in there and clean house. Oh, immediately. And, and there's actually, a lot more on this, man, that we'll get to throughout the show. You can run on that, too, as part of the things you will accomplish if elected. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the Bill Maher conversation over the weekend with mm-hmm. Rob Reiner and Amy Klobuchar. I mean, that says a lot to me when you're talking about the Hunter Biden laptop story and the FBI and their head in the sand. And you don't know, are they that dumb or are they that evil? Not quite sure. Might be a combination. A little bit. Um, Moment of silence, if you don't mind. Early in the show. Um, Just for Lizzo, Mm -hmm. musical artist. Um, She's oppressed. Well, yeah, we don't want to see anybody oppressed in America in 2022. She is oppressed. She's worth 14 million dollars. No, but she's, she's oppressed. oppressed, Scott. Okay. She is. All right. Yeah. Yes. You got it. Well, I, was... I had that kind of oppression. <laughs> <laughs> the MTV Video Musical Awards was last night. They mm-hmm. even know that they do. They still play videos I, on MTV. I didn't know this award I mean, ceremony was still, happening. I didn't. I didn't either. But, I had no idea. But yeah, uh, Lizzo, pop star. Got an award for whatever this means, mu- uh, music video for good. Uh, yeah, uh, she cool. doesn't even know what it means. Yeah, uh, Lizzo. This is where she said during her acceptance speech that she was oppressed. Okay. I don't know <laughs> what uh, music video for good means, but I do know what your vote means, and that's a f- lot. Your vote means everything to me. She's not talking about the vote for the award. She's talking about vote in an election. That's what. But I, I thought she was talking about the awards. She didn't distinguish. So, but anyway, go ahead. That's why I'm doing it for yeah. you, Scott. Okay, thank so you. I'm a friend. I appreciate it. All right, no problem. It means everything to making a change in this country. What? Huh? So remember, when you're voting for your favorite artist, vote to change some of these laws that are oppressing us. Yeah. 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 Oppressed. Yes! Stop oppressing Lizzo! The the only thing that is oppressed is the person who had to tape her into that outfit. Okay? Yeah. Wow. You know, I gotta tell you, as I saw that, and I thought, what is she talking about? I'm sure she could not articulate what she is being oppressed by or when she says oppressing us. What does she mean? What laws and, you know, specifically is she talking about? And all I can think about as a dopey 19-year-old having a conversation with my mom, talking about, yeah, society keeps us down. Because I was young and stupid. Mm -hmm. And you think you're just fed a message all the time, man. Society's telling you what to think and what to do, and we got to fight against it. You don't even know what's being talked about. You're just like, yeah, fight against it. Um, How is society keeping you down? Just people trying to tell you how to live and what to do. Well, who is doing that? Society is. Who specifically in society? Right, exactly. Just society, and we got to fight against it. Right. And save the whales, right. Greenpeace. <laughs> That's my message, man. Yeah, buddy. But some people wake up at some point in time and say, "Man, what a dope I was! I didn't know anything." Well, then I thought maybe she was talking about the the mockery or or disinterest whatever in people who were girthy like her. But that would be a law. But there's it, no it, law against that. I mean, no, there's no law against it, but I, I don't. 
I had a hard time with that one. I had no idea what she was talking about. She doesn't know what she's talking about. We're voting on the MTV award, or we're voting for the president, or we're voting to keep girthy people in the uh, public eye as healthy. Yes. The, the, yes. the world's insane, okay? Yes. We just had a nightclub that banned staring without verbal consent, okay? <laughs> no, they didn't. Yes, they did. Are you serious? Yes, a nightclub. What constitutes he... staring? How many seconds do I have to look? Well, it depends on exactly who we're talking about here. Oh, my God. You know, I can get to that story if you want. That's oh, what my God. <laughs> you would have been thrown out of every club you well, ever went yeah. to, Robbins. I dropped a lot of pencils on the floor. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it just went to another level, didn't it? See? Okay. And lives of TikTok locked out of Twitter again. We'll get to it all coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Um, the border, the border is secure. Well, that's good to know. That was from like 12 years ago, though, right? No, no. no. Homeland Security, <laughs> Mayorkas. That, no, that was within, like what, a, a month? month. That was, yeah, I know, that was, I know. That was this year, yes. I'm being yeah. facetious. Within yes, the last two yes, months. Yeah. The, the, the border right. is secure? Secure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Man's man. Okay, the border's not secure. We know that it's like a new tragedy every day. Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, I, I, I just want to set the stage for this story that's heartbreaking to me out of Eagle Pass, Texas. But remember, the backdrop of this is that the mayors of Washington, D.C. and New York City are demanding federal relief because, well, we're having to take on some migrants that have been dropped off by that mean old governor of Texas. They're dealing well, you said with... you're a sanctuary city and yeah. you're here. They're they're dealing with For people that are here illegally. You want to help them any way you can. Yeah, combined, I think they're dealing with somewhere around ten thousand migrants. Oof. Those two cities. That is nothing compared to what Texas sees on a monthly basis. Nothing. Correct. Uh, saw this in the New York Post. Uh, visitors to Eagle Pass, Texas, as they write, are stunned by what they see and smell. John Rourke is an Army veteran who runs cleanups around the country and spent time in Eagle Pass in August said the smell of rot hits you right away it's trash it's human waste and sometimes it's decomposing bodies Mm. oh god uh and so for example I mean he he showed a video on his social media page that showed the body of a man who had been left on the side of the road who's dead uh you've got dirty diapers you got clothes you got pills you got documents uh, and it just parts of that city just look like a landfill. And the other side of this, too, is that there are people who want to leave. There are, there are residents of Eagle Pass who want to move. The problem is they can't sell their houses because who's going to buy them? Who's coming in to, to pick up property when you know it's being overrun by migrants? You'd never move there. No. Never. No, of course not. It's disgusting because you know the elites on the East Coast and the West Coast look at a story like this and say, well, that's sorry. Yeah. It's Texas. Who cares? That's really the attitude. It's only a big deal if it happens in your neighborhood. Right. And all of a sudden, oh, we, we're overrun. This isn't safe. We can't do all of this. It's going to affect our schools. Really? You don't yeah. say. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and I, I think it also is indicative of the fact that, like we've talked about a lot of times, these, these liberal uh, thought leaders on the East and West Coasts, honestly, they are just a bunch of racists, too. Because if you're talking about Eagle Pass, if you're talking about much of South Texas that is negatively impacted by this, it's mostly brown people, right? Mm-hmm. It's mostly Hispanics. And they just look the other way when our brothers and sisters along the border are suffering like this. But it's because they don't actually care about black and brown people. No, they don't. And you know, the other thing is, I love it when one of these hacks uh, from the political class will talk about, well, you know, it just doesn't seem very Christian to not want to welcome people. (laughs) You know what Christian people do? They give crazy amounts of money to organizations to help minister to people in third world countries already. Isn't it? The Catholic groups that are there at the border more than anybody else and other Christian groups to yeah. help these people when they come across? Some yeah. would say that's misguided, but that is happening. But what happens, as far as the liberals any other time, to help out these black and brown people they say they care so much about, are they given to any organizations? Rarely. <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah, of course it is. You can tell you don't care by how you spend your money. That's right. Man, oh man. We'll get to the story about Libs of TikTok getting locked out of Twitter again. No, again? <laughs> they did. Yep, they did. Ah, geez, they did. Uh, but I just had mentioned real quick about this nightclub that had banned staring without verbal consent. This is in Australia. It's not the United States, just so you know. So you're safe right now to keep staring, Scott. I ogle. I don't stare. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the venue posted this update on its Instagram account saying the club is not a place to come if your sole purpose is to pick up. Please. Okay. (laughs) Two people left. Yeah. As a nightclub, we encourage you to interact with strangers. However, any engagement, all caps, must begin with verbal consent. This also applies if you are, for example, staring at someone from afar. You need to ask them if it's okay. Uh, Can I stare at you (laughs) if I do it from 30 feet away? Is that a pickup line or a restraining order? I don't know. I was just thinking about my wife. My gosh, this rule would not have been good for her, you know, all these years ago. Couldn't keep her eyes off me, the poor creature. I was just going to say, wait a minute. Hey, she sent me a shot. I'm just telling you, that's what happened. That's the truth. Okay? And so it began. Oh, did you hear the conversation between Aaron Rodgers and Joe Rogan about COVID? Yeah. Oh, this is fascinating. And much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. This is interesting. Um, Saw this in the Wall Street Journal. The latest COVID boosters, you know, are set to roll out. Before the testing on people is completed. Hmm. What? Yeah, I just you keep... want to finish the testing on the people well, before you say, roll it out? What, chickens so far are good? Mice. <laughs> okay, well, no, then no. Well, the FDA commissioner said real-world evidence from the current mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, which have been administered to millions of individuals, show us that the vaccines are safe. No. Well, not always. But by a large degree. I know. I've heard. Okay. Um, But some vaccine experts, this was even in the Wall Street Journal, by the way, have urged the agency to wait 
They quote Paul Offit, an FDA advisor and director of the Vaccine Education Center at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, said, I'm uncomfortable that we would move forward, that we would give millions or tens of millions of doses to people based on mouse data. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. That seems like a fair statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Based on mouse data. <laughs> yes. And it sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Well, and David, you were talking last week about how all of a sudden you have people on the left saying, you know, Trump rushed this through, this vaccine through the FDA, put a ton of pressure on him. Yeah, it's not just people on the left, just in general. It's House Democrats who are investigating the coronavirus pandemic. They are actually now saying that, you know, Trump was putting some pressure on the FDA in order to rush this vaccine right on time as people are asking more and more questions about whether or not it's truly safe, especially for younger people. That's that's yep. where the big question really comes into play. Um, and as the Biden White House is pushing vaccines for six-month-olds, you know, that th- that's where the big question really comes into play about whether or not it's really safe for kids that young. And, uh, well, Democrats are basically now working the refs and saying, well, if anything goes wrong with your six-month-old that you got this shot for, uh, it's Trump's fault, even though, you know, our guy is actually pushing the FDA openly to rush more vaccines, new vaccines, uh, to market. Yeah, you have this thing where, especially with younger males, healthy males and myocarditis, and, you know, that wasn't reported so much by our fair media, right. you know, Media in other countries were reporting it, but you might get yourself canceled if you reported that in the United States, and we've seen more of that. And you also have other countries saying, we're not even saying you can have a vaccine if you got a kid under the age of 18 unless they are really at risk, because it's not necessary. It's been 98% effective with young mice. Yeah, so we'll just go by we'll that. Just, yeah, we'll just and, use that as, and keep this yeah, train rolling. Right. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you, the the mouse data seemed to be pretty good. You know, every time a mouse actually got COVID, they said, "I'm experiencing mild symptoms, squeak, squeak," uh, but I'm grateful to have been vaxxed and boosted. Yes, they stayed alive. <laughs> it was, it yeah, was, they gave it to the other mice. Right. Well, and the ones <laughs> who it didn't got, stop them from getting it or passing it on. The ones who got a bad were squeak, <laughs> squeak. <laughs> <laughs> then there's one Joe Rogan mouse. Who's just gobbling, you know, horse pace right now. Speaking of Joe Rogan, he uh, had another interview, this time with Aaron Rodgers. Pretty fascinating. And they're talking here, David, about let's not revise history. Yeah. Well, they talked about how crazy the COVID stuff has been. And Aaron Rodgers, of course, was on the receiving end of that because he didn't get vaccinated. Uh, Joe Rogan was, too. They said, he took horse dewormer. He didn't take horse dewormer, but that was the narrative from legacy media. Yes, very much so. Roll it. But as we look back now, let's not revise history. Let's not revise history on what actually happened and what was said. Because what was said was, you get the vax, you can't spread it or contract it. And no one seems upset that that was a lie, including Burks, who has said that she had always known that it was not going to stop transmission and it was not going to stop people from spreading it, which is wild. She would say, we knew that you were still going to get it, even if you got vaccinated. Yes! 
That's what I've said. I don't know how many times I know yeah. I wear you guys out with it, man. No, I know. It, it's crazy to me. And that was in the news cycle for a day gone. She knew. Yet she's out there saying, you got to get vaccinated. It, that is crazy. Which is, no one said that. No. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, de- uh, the, what do they call the winter? The uh, winter of death or whatever yeah, I, for, for I the non vaxxed I saved that. Winter of death and suffering. Yeah. It's like they were Game of Thrones. Like they, were t- <laughs> they were talking about the f- White Walkers coming. Winter of death. It just, it's so wild. Okay. The one thing I love about that conversation, it happens every day mm-hmm. with regular people. Yeah. It happens all the time. Those in the political class or the media class on the coast have no idea that that conversation goes on all the time. That's why those people aren't trusted because you flat out lied to everyone. They're just recognizing it. And Aaron Rodgers, part of that interview that's so funny is remember people were freaking out saying he lied. He said he was immunized. Well, he was, he just didn't get the vaccine. And so he was waiting because he knew different people were going to ask him, did you get vaccinated? He knew the question was coming. He knew how he was going to handle it. And he was waiting for the follow-up question after he said, I'm immunized, to then take them through exactly what he had done. Instead of just saying it's a personal decision, he had it all orchestrated in his mind how he was going to answer that question. But there was never a follow-up. Right. So he just rolled on, and then he got COVID. And then liar, Aaron Rodgers. Well, he's trying to kill his teammates, too. Yeah, that was part of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I got friends of mine, Packers fans, saying I've lost all faith in him. I can't stand him anymore, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, listen, if you want to go straight up, Dak Prescott for Aaron Rodgers, I'm all ears. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get Jerry on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, I think you'd be a great member of the Dallas Cowboys. I really don't give a flip if you've been vaccinated. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I uh, saw this. I thought you guys might get a slight kick out of it uh, from BuzzFeed. Okay, offensive movies that these actors should have stayed away from with a 10-foot pole. Sean Penn on that list? It's actually not. Wow. Really? I thought it would be. Oh, yeah. man. I I'm, am Let me Sam. look back through. It did not, it I did not stick yeah. out to me. Holy smokes. Buddy. Are you talking about Spicoli? I'm, no, no, I'm not no, talking no, about no. I Am Sam. I Am Sam. Which, man, yes. there, is, there are very few movies who can compete with the level of uh, of 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 just fawning that happened when the movie came out that everyone now wants to forget they ever said anything positive about. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't know what it's like when you try and you try and you try and you try and you don't ever get there. <laughs> What's offensive about that? Dude? <laughs> I don't know. You tell well, me. You couldn't make that today with Sean Penn in the lead. Why is that? Because you'd have to have somebody who actually is in that situation in order to play the lead. What situation? The situation Sean Penn finds himself in as the character in that movie. What's the situation? Uh, I can't. I don't even. You know what? I don't even. I, I seriously. You know what it is. I'm not, no, I don't. You're reaching for me to try to say something here that perhaps I want to know how you describe the canceled. situation he is in. Uh, because you don't know politically correct. Person. No, what? no, you don't. Mentally you, deficient person. Dude, Would that you be can't, correct? No, no, okay, no, no. All right. No. See, all righty. No, you can't. I'm, you can't say deficient. Stepping in landmines again. See, right. uh, well, what do I say? Try again, Scott. I can't. I'm not going to. I'm done. 
David, you need to take up the uh, the mantle here. Developmentally differently abled, okay? Developmentally differently abled character. Yes. You would have to find someone who actually is in order to play that part now. you couldn't. No one says that. No. Dentally, di- what did he say? Well, you know what Sean Penn says to David? You were born <laughs> perfect! That's not what Sean Penn says to David. I bet it is after that take that he just had. <laughs> I notice he never really talks about that movie a lot. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. That, being... Put that one okay, in the rearview just... mirror. All right. Before I get into this list, is that because now you cannot play something that you're not? Right. You can't. Well, well no, not... it's not allowed. I mean, I that's not my take. I think, yeah, if you're an actor, you should be able to act. That's what your I job agree. is. No, that's I what agree you do. with that, yeah. But, yeah, that one was so over the top that it just it comes across as like some dark comedy, basically. Right, pandering sort, yeah. sort of. Yeah, it's... Really brutal. Okay. You're going to defend it, aren't you? No, what I'm going to say is this. What's the proper term now, David, so I don't step in Oh, I don't know. It? I just made it up. It de- okay, whatever uh, it is. Developmentally differently abled. Okay. Has anyone spent time with people in that situation? Yeah. Okay. What he's playing and how he plays it, I've seen people like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure he's a great actor. I mean, no, he, no, no. I'm not. No, I'm not talking no. about his acting skills. I'm talking about how some people would say that's completely over the top. From people I've seen, oh, yeah, that's yeah. not over the top. No, mm-hmm. it's not. No, it's not. So would that mean then Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man? That would he should never have done that. You know, according well, to today's standards. What we really need to do is just get Robert Downey Jr.'s whole speech from uh, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Just edit it, and if you've ever seen that movie, he goes through why some roles where you have mm-hmm. a diminished mental capacity are more acceptable than others, but you never go full. Right. Yes. But honestly, I'm saying it, unless you really want to be authentic. Right. Yeah. So they mentioned C. Thomas Howell in Soul Man, yeah. Blackface. That was 1986. Yeah. Okay. By the time you had the likes of... Well, Jimmy Kimmel doing blackface, that was years later. This is way back before then. They said Gwyneth Paltrow as Rosemary in Shallow Howl because she wore a fat suit. Yes, she oh, did. stop. Oh, yeah, man. Um, seriously, if, if you think that's like way out for them to call that out, yeah. I should do the descriptors on some of these and why that was problematic. Okay. It's really something, man. Seriously, you get to some of these. They really go off on Eddie Murphy as Norbit. Well, that have was you, just ha, have you heard that take? Incredibly no. Horrible. Oh, we've got problem actors playing these roles all over the place, dude. We we need to spend a little bit more time on okay. that. We should get to that. Also, uh, city of Portland. Um, there's a hotel, and it's bought a robot to provide security. Nobody else wants to work it. What else are you going to do? Mm. And if you've had one of the Anheuser-Busch Rita products, you might be getting a refund. We'll explain and get a news update coming up. All right, let's do it. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. America has become less liberal, but not necessarily more conservative, says a new poll. Have to break that down a little bit later. 
Story out of Portland and this hotel, David. This is interesting. Yeah, a hotel in northeast Portland has bought a robot now to provide security. This is the Loft Hotel at Cascade Station. Uh, they were having a lot of issues with a homeless encampment. Uh, encampment. Really? Uh, couldn't hire reliable human security, so they bought this robot. It's named Robbie. Um, it looks like the top half of a space shuttle, kind of. And it just wheels around the parking lot uh, looking at people who are hanging out. Uh, this is the uh, hotel manager, Mike Daly, speaking with K2 News. Well, that's the sound. <laughs> that's the sound that Robbie That's Robbie made. speaking. That's that was Robbie him speaking? News. Man, yes. he yes. detoxed weird. Uh, yeah. Five foot three, weighs about 304, uh, 350 pounds, moves about three to five miles an hour. He uh, patrols a lot constantly, as you've seen. Uh, he's got 360-degree cameras, scans license plates. He's got a thermal imaging. So if he sees uh, a guest or somebody that's at a car, he will gravitate over to that person to check them out. Oh There's uh, He's got a, a noise factor so people know where he is and know he's coming. <laughs> oh, they know where you're coming. You just got to listen for it, dude. <laughs> wow. Submitted for your approval. Robbie the Robot. <laughs> what an issue, man. Yeah. I mean, that's quite a ways from downtown, too, mm -hmm. in Portland. You know, sometimes you think, you know, when you're hearing about different cities and the homeless issue, and you're thinking, well, it's all in one concentrated area. Yeah. Not always. No, it's not. What if I told you, Scott, that you've stayed in that hotel before? I have. I know. I remember it. Yes. Yeah. It was really nice. Glad there the first time we were ever in then. Portland, years ago. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Mm, boy, the pool was nice, but you weren't interested in getting any exercise. You were off to the bar at that time. But that's a, that's a different story. Paid for that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> that tab came due. Oops. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, I mentioned this BuzzFeed thing, talking about different actors that should have never taken these roles. And I mentioned Gwyneth Paltrow in Shallow How, if you remember that movie. Yeah. They said the reason she should never have taken that movie is because she donned a fat suit, which itself is problematic. Why? I'm just reading from BuzzFeed. I can't answer the question. I'm just, I can't make sense well, like they do. Well, you can't have a real morbidly obese person and then slim them down to the size of Gwyneth Paltrow in the time it would take to make a movie like that. Well, the whole movie shouldn't have been made. It's what they're basically yeah. saying. Even worth the plot of the film about a man who's hypnotized to see women as how beautiful they are on the inside. He falls for Gwyneth, seeing her as the skinnier image, when actually she looks like, well, the fat suit Gwyneth. When he realizes her weight, he's disgusted, though he eventually reconciles with her in the end. The whole thing is extremely anti-fat and basically um, says that fat people are disgusting and unattractive. That's not what the plot... Did Did we watch the same movie? Sometimes you wonder, don't you? Yeah. If you really did. You're like, man, I. that was not my takeaway. Well, it was also offensive because Jason Alexander in that movie has a tail. That's very... That is extremely offensive to tailed humans. That's probably true. Jake Gyllenhaal is Prince Dastin and Prince of Persia. I don't even know that movie. But it was another example of whitewashing. He was cast as an Iranian character. Nine years later, he reflected. He yeah. was sorry it was not right for me. Shouldn't have taken it. It's a video Eddie game Murphy movie. is Norbit. Yeah.
that was full of racist, anti-fat, and misogynistic stereotypes. It's Eddie Murphy, man. Yes, but it was offensive in so many different ways and should never, ever have been made. I mean, it just, this whole list goes on and on. It's pretty ridiculous, actually. Oh, Gloria and Wedding Crashers, because she plays a crazy chick. And that was demeaning. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. This is a story not reported by Legacy Media, David. No, it seems to fly under the radar. Now, they are eager to talk about New York City and Washington, D.C., dealing with uh, uh, migrants that have been bussed there from that mean governor in Texas. <laughs> this this gonna, uses political pawns. This is going to overwhelm our, our schools, they say. This is going to overwhelm our homeless shelters, which it has. Welcome to life in the South, buddy. Honestly. Well, especially when you have people saying, we want to take care of people. We're a sanctuary city. Yeah. Yeah. In, in Eagle Pass, Texas, uh, they ran out of room in the morgue. Ugh. You're not even talking about what it has done, what the border crisis has done to just basic facilities and things that are offered by the state government or local government, uh, shelters, things like that. They're running out of room at the morgue. Uh, Now, this was reported in the New York Post. Last week, a five-year-old girl and a three-year-old boy died while trying to cross the Rio Grande near Eagle Pass. Infant left fighting for life. Uh, a heartbreaking story. Saw it. Yeah. Legacy media not really all over that one. Tom Schmerber, the sheriff of Maverick County, Texas, which includes Eagle Pass, says every day we get maybe three or four drownings. Last week, one of the morgues didn't have a place for any more bodies. Uh, one morgue director had a request to move the bodies to the local jail and park them outside in a refrigerated truck. And he said no, because it felt wrong. He goes, I, I don't want to take responsibility if an animal were to come or something like that. I don't want that on my plate. Uh, a funeral home director who asked not to be identified told the Post that he ha- he's had to stack bodies as he runs out of space. Jeez. The funeral home director described decomposed bodies floating on the river, arriving in numbers he's never seen in his years working in the funeral business. It's been 16 cases in three days. It's not stopping. It's getting worse. So if the left were to even know about that, what would they yeah. say? They, well, at least they're not in cages. Right. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the defense of this could possibly be. <laughs> I, I don't either. I don't either, man. I'm so last because it's all a freaking joke. They don't care about those people. They act like they care when it's advantageous politically. But do they really care? No. You yeah. see it with their time and with their money. They yeah. don't care. 2021 saw a record 566 deaths reported. Those are just the reported numbers, so it's probably higher than that. Uh, This year, just through July, 609 deaths, which means twice the number of people have died due to this border crisis than were killed last year with rifles. But what are Democrats focused on? Rifles. Sure. Yeah. 
And this didn't have to happen. I mean, <laughs> they could have put the word out. Well, first of all, you could have secured the border. And then people would have got the memo. Hey, they're not letting people in anymore. But people all around the world know all they got to do is get there and get in, and they're going to be shipped somewhere. And you're going to be able to stay. So you keep incentivizing it. You don't care that people are dying because your goal is, well, getting closer and closer to becoming a reality for you. And it's disgusting, and it won't be reported on because the media is corrupt. I, mean, I don't know what else to say about it. It's frustrating. Yeah, because the, the solution, the fix, is much easier. I mean, it, it's this isn't a complicated, difficult thing. The first thing is you secure it. Secure the border. Yes. Yes. And have some sort of sane policy in place. And it is. It, it, that's why it's so frustrating that joke from the Department of Homeland Security will continue to just lie right through his teeth. Um, the border, the border is secure. <laughs> he knows it's not. Should be thrown in jail. 87,000 new agents at the border would have helped. Yeah. That would have helped. Well, no, they're going to the IRS, Scott. I know they are. I know. Yep. Meanwhile, there are some liberals that have woken up to reality. And you still may disagree with them on a whole lot of things politically, but at least they know what's real and what's not. That's Bill Maher. Yeah. That's been refreshing to see over it, time. It's very interesting. Uh, yeah, the liberal talk show host, he's worried that the press and big, te uh, big tech are too eager to cover up negative stories to win politically. And the jumping off point here is Hunter Biden's laptop, which we all know was censored by big tech, was called Russian disinformation, even by people currently still in the intelligence community. They wanted to rig an election in order to, well, make sure that Donald Trump wouldn't be president again. And Bill Maher just acknowledged that. Yes, right in front of Rob Reiner and Amy Klobuchar. It was yeah. nice to see. Now, look, let's not pussyfoot around this. He was selling the influence of his father, Joe Biden. I mean, let's not pretend that at least wasn't going on. I mean, the guy, some guy from China gave him after a dinner an $80,000 diamond after dinner, as one does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Naomi Campbell, but it doesn't <laughs> usually happen. To, okay. By the way, if you didn't see it, you're just hearing it. Rob Reiner looks at Marr with a grin on his face saying, yeah. Yes, he did peddle influence. He's yeah. acknowledging it. Sam Harris says it was, appropriate for, it was appropriate for Twitter and the heads of big tech and the heads of journalistic organizations to feel that they were in the presence of something that is a once-in-a-lifetime moral emergency, meaning Trump. So he's saying it's okay to have a conspiracy to get rid of somebody as bad as Trump. Yeah, that was big news last week, Sam Harris, intellectual. Saying, yeah, of course, it was, but you had to do it to stop this evil. <laughs> Holy smoke. It's a little bit of a thorny question, because once you go down this road, this is sort of where we are in this country. The other side is so evil, anything is justified in preventing them from taking office. Is it? So that's the question. Yeah, that, that's the question that gets put uh, to, Rob, to Rob Reiner, and Rob Reiner answered, the guy starts to spiral out of control because he gets caught up in his own BS. Yes, he does. No, no. You know what's not justified? Using armed violence. Oh, God, here we go. To try to kill people in the Capitol. That's not justified. Answer this question. Huh? Which, it? by the way, is a lie. Who was armed that yeah. went in the Capitol? 
Who was armed in the Capitol? Just keep it, spinning that thing, man. <laughs> was it answer this question? Well, it is was the it appropriate? The question is, was, was it press? appropriate to bury the Hunter Biden? You're talking about the press doing the, that? He's saying that's what they did, and that is what they did. They buried the Hunter Biden story before the election because they were like, we can't risk having the election thrown to Trump. We'll tell them after the election. Well, and, and we know for a fact that that's what they did. Of course. You <laughs> no, don't but follow I mean, this. You gotta... How does he not know that? He knows yeah. it. He knows it. And I love the Mar line, too. For a fact that that's what they did. I don't know what they did. I know, because you only watch MSNBC. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. Well, then you would know about this. I do know about that. Yes. Yeah. Because your head is in the sand. Yeah. Like so many people, you don't know what's real and what's not. Man, the deflection is always the same, isn't yeah. it? Yes. January 6th. Okay. That's not your get-out-of-jail-free card, folks. Sorry. Nope. No, it's really not. You can you can try to keep playing it as one, but it's not. Uh, Rob Reiner starts to scramble a little bit. And the interesting thing is Senator Amy Klobuchar comes in and, as all of this is going on, actually admits... Yeah, it was worth it. <laughs> Roll it. Uh, you, you, we're going to prove now that they, that they that the, the press uh, played, you know, tried to. They're admitting it. They're, the that's press not is a, admitting it. Yes, that's not even an issue anymore. Wake up, dude! You're on that show to talk politics, and you don't know what's going on. Come on, dude. I don't know that they've all said this, and I I believe I, I, I believe strongly well, the New York in the Times first definitely amendment. did. My dad was a reporter. I believe in it. And okay. I think you have to you have to make sure that you're treating people fairly. But I think Rob's point here is that we are dealing um, with a man who used to be the president right now, who literally tried to lead an armed insurrection. Oh, God. OK, so like that's the double fault, I guess, in tennis, where the first fault is, uh, no, it wasn't an armed insurrection. Just stop with that. That's a lie. And two. You're saying, yes, they, they spiked the story because it was worth it, because Trump is so evil, we just had to cheat to get Biden in office. Holy smokes, man. Well, it is, because it's like gas prices are high. Well, not as high as some of those people who tried to storm the Capitol on January 6th. <laughs> Much higher. I mean, this, this, it, it, one doesn't make any sense. The question is asked. The answer is completely different. Yes. But it involves around the same subject every single time. Yes. Every time. I Totally agree with Answer that. Answer the question, meathead. Well, and to be honest with you, um, I don't even know that people were high that went into the Capitol. I mean, one guy was probably high. Yeah! <laughs> the shaman, the QAnon shaman. Outside of that, everybody looked, you know. They were organic. Not exactly stoned. They were organic mushrooms that he took that day. Yeah, yeah. See, that makes it okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Did you see the big animal rights protests going on in new york city over the weekend oh, the activists were out <laughs> no they were like oh yeah dude i didn't see it oh it was great it was a great time for a shish kebab yeah well they were out there they were <laughs> spilling like <laughs> fake animal blood in front of different stores and all this fur is murder meat is murder all this nonsense right so this is part of this big PETA protest in New York, and one hero decided to eat a shish kebab right in front of them. Just walks up to them, doesn't say a word. It's just nibbling, nibbling on some meat in their faces. One of the protesters says, you're going to die alone. Ah! <laughs> you're going to die alone. <laughs> the thing that's so funny about the video of this, before we play the audio, is this dude, 
he doesn't look like your typical guy that just wants to get a rise out of people. Yeah. He just looks like your regular everyday guy, what, maybe 30, yeah. 32 years old, glasses, just, and he's licking his meat <laughs> on the <laughs> stick. <laughs> Man, go, go ahead. You want to roll it? Uh, you have it. Yeah, I'll, I'll roll it. I think we got all the cuss words out. Oh, we'll see. No. Yeah, you got to risk it for the biscuit. We'll see. It feels good. You and your small and your legs. Oh yeah, she says he has a small. Of course she does. Small one. And your legs. I'm killing animals, and it feels good. You have all the blood on your face. <laughs> He's licking the meat on the stick. Blood on your face. <laughs> and all the blood on your hands. It feels good. And your thing is, too, the woman screaming in his face is a total hottie. No, she's not. That's no, she's not. Please. She's just, she looks as insane as she sounds. Right. Of course. Yeah, she's very angry at life. Oh, How boy. dare you enjoy meat, you and your small oh, And your legs. <laughs> killing animals. So that's your cause in life. That's what you're living for. Golly. Okay. You know how many people are behind on their, their uh, energy bills? You got to hear this stat. That and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, before we go any further, is Trump going to get indicted? Probably. I, I'd be surprised if he didn't. Me too. At this point, I, I think. Look, they're they are out for blood. Whether you want to call it the deep state, whether you want to say it's the intelligence community. I mean, I know most people. It's pretty much the same thing, right? Uh, also the current president of the United States. They're terrified of this guy running for president and taking over the White House again. The Justice Department will do what it needs to do to prevent Donald Trump from ever seeking office again. Well, we do know they did everything possible to make sure that he didn't win the last election. Right. That's come out. Zuckerberg from Facebook said that. But is he actually going to be indicted? And both of you guys are saying, yeah, would you put a timeline on it? Well, I think they thought they had him at January 6th, but they don't. And they moved on to whatever they can get with for him now. And they're, they're going to find something. If Guarantee it. I'm with David on this one. I, I think so, too. They'll cook something up. I, I, exactly. I really do. And, and the thing is, we'll never really know all the details because they're going to no. hide behind, like, national security. They're going to hide behind that as a justification. I don't know when the timing will be. I don't know. Uh, you know, to me, if I were really wanting maximum impact... I would wait until right after if I if I'm trying to get into the mind of Merrick Garland and everybody else, I, I would pursue it basically a few days after uh, Trump declares he's running for president again. Okay. So you're thinking before the midterms? Well, I, I don't know when. Uh, you know, I think Trump would probably announce next year. So okay, I don't so know if it'll be, be a while. Yeah, I think it'll be a while. Man. I was thinking before, crazy. before the, right before the midterms. You better have the receipts. Yep. Through the FBI. We'll see. Um, energy bills through the roof. Yeah. Well, we all know that energy prices have gone crazy. Now the number of Americans behind on their bills is a new record high. So for perspective here, in 2019, the collective debt, how much people owe and they're behind on their energy bills, was around $8 billion. It is currently $16 billion that people are behind. Wow. Uh, and people in the industry are worried about mass sh uh, shutoffs this winter because 
the pandemic era moratorium on utility shutoffs is over. Right, because natural and now natural gas prices are double what they were a year ago, which is really weird because I heard from Joe Biden directly that inflation was zero. <laughs> That's what he said. Very interesting, right? Uh, from June to July, not year to year. Yeah, it's a big little problem there. Yeah, but but the good news is that even though you might not be able to make ends meet and your well your your utilities may get shut off this winter. A D.C. lobbyist in his 20s can afford a nice vacation now because you just paid off his student loan. Gosh dang. So sleep easy. Man, oh, man. And in your house, too, you know, if you're one, you know, how am I going to do this without picking on one of my kids that's a little bit older? I don't think there's a way to do it. When you're not the one paying the bill and it gets a little hot in the summertime and all of a sudden the air goes down and I'm walking through the house going, man, it's kind of chilly in here. Hey, who turned that down? Well, I did. Freaking hot in here. Hey, have you seen the bill? Oh, you did. It more than doubled last month. Right. right. I mean, you don't wash a rental car, you know? I mean, I've <laughs> <laughs> I, I got no interest in this, right? Yeah, what do I care? <laughs> <laughs> did you hear this story? You know, we're talking so much about uh, electric cars more and more all the time. As a matter of fact, we're going to get to a story where the energy secretary is talking about the electric car again. Um. But Toyota is working on hitchless towing. Have you heard that? No. Where two vehicles are only connected through Wi-Fi. No. Oh, Daddy. No. And the Wi-Fi goes down, the trailer goes my, sailing. Yeah. I mean, my Wi-Fi in my house, which isn't moving down the interstate at 70 miles an hour, yes. goes down yes. once a week. Yeah. Yeah. No good. Yeah, I think for a lot of people that has been one of those stories that's maybe sometime way down the line, but not yet. Mm-mm. Not ready for that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. And biggest story of the day, David, is? Boy, there is a lot of big ones right now going on. Uh, well, I think uh, we've got the energy secretary out there right now saying, you know what, actually, if you're worried about utility bills, if you're worried about any of those things, uh, buying an electric car is the cheaper alternative. <laughs> it's the answer to everything, like there, you said, David. Really, it is. It's just, yeah. hey, yeah, yeah, hey, you know, I was, I was teaching my daughter how to ride a bike over the weekend. Uh, she fell down, she scraped her knee, and I just told her, sage advice, go buy an electric car. <laughs> <laughs> that, I also want to get to that story you had where uh, the New York Times is saying, uh, Biden's speech patterns... He does have a stutter. It's not a stutter. That's all coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley. I'm the Gen Xer. David Van Camp's the millennial, the sexy boomer. With the unbuttoned shirt today, Scott Robbins. Well, feeling it. No, well, it's not like an unbuttoned shirt. There's a T-shirt on over the top of my other shirt. Well, that you felt good after you bought an electric car. That's what everybody should do to solve all of their problems. (laughs) David Van Camp has said it. I believe it to be true. The solution. Electric car, and all the young girls loved me. Yeah, the the solution to all of life's problems really can be found in buying an electric car. That's right. We have the Biden administration out there still selling this line of BS. Uh, this is Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm talking about how actually with spiking energy prices, get this, it's the cheaper alternative. 
Oh, my goodness. To, to buy I understand she has a personal investment in this, and she's been trying to hawk this for a long time, but this is something. We want to electrify the whole country so that people can have access to electricity, electric vehicles, and the fuel for them, which, of course, is electricity. What about the electricity? We don't have the infrastructure if everyone gets an electric car. She realizes this. And that, you know, in a state like Iowa, if you can imagine charging your car based upon wind or sunshine, that is a much cheaper strategy than even as we talked about gas prices coming down, uh, you know, to not have to pay that would be uh, amazing. If you if you look at gas prices versus char- electric charging, the equivalent for the same distance, oh it's about a dollar Per gallon, uh, if you if you charge it uh, versus, uh, of course, what it is today for gasoline. Monthly car payment, the difference is like three hundred dollars versus fifteen hundred, as well. But it's the cheaper alternative yeah. when it comes to this. See, if it actually were the cheaper cheaper alternative, everyone would have one. You know, it's like when they talk about solar panels. For some homes, it's a, and some income levels, it's a great investment to do it. But you know. When you're talking about a fifty to sixty thousand dollar investment into your house, sometimes it really doesn't even out all that well. No, it doesn't. Mm-mm. And when anyone tries to tell that story, they're demonized. Mm-hmm. Climate denier. Right. It's never just looking at two sides of a story. Here's the upside, but here's the downside. Right. The way regular people do about you know any topic, you'll say, okay, what's the pluses? What's the minuses? And you make some sort of decision. No, we live in an age where when it comes to climate change, say, and you're like, you know, yeah, there might be something to the degree and a half, but here's a whole lot of evidence that would say, you know, things may even out. Or with solar panels, it's not all that great of an investment when you look at factors A, B, and C. Oh, you're denying climate change. It's decided. Okay, if I look back at the last 40 years and all the predictions that didn't come true, you're saying that all of the current people now are going to be right about, what, 2030? Please. Yeah, we don't have any nuanced language, though. No. At all. Not at all. You know, the thing is, too, when you got Granholm out there saying that, I think that message might resonate for the liberal elites that have a ton of money. But for even working-class Democrats... They're losing people. You see it all the time. Yeah. That's why so many more people have registered as Republicans this time around. But anyway, before we get off on that, we got to get to the New York Times and their whole take about Joe Biden and his struggles giving a speech or just talking. Yeah, right on cue now, here's the failing New York Times uh, writing about how, you know, Joe Biden has a stutter. Seriously. Okay. I read this and my jaw dropped. So it says... I, as the writer puts it, I think Biden is another example of the stigma that stuttering can still bring. He has spoken openly about his struggle with it as a child, including in an Atlantic article that changed how I think about Biden's speech patterns. But Biden treats it as something from the past that he has overcome. He does not identify himself as someone who stutters, despite the evidence that he does. Dude, it's not a stutter. What's the last part of that story before we go on? It's something about the strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Biden seems to fear, perhaps correctly, that voters might view him as weak if he acknowledged his stuttering 
As it is, his critics and political opponents mock his speaking style and claim it's a sign of his cluelessness or age. In truth, many of his tics, the blinks, repeated words, and partial sentences, appear to be strategies for managing his stutter. So that's a strategy. It's a stutter. It's not that he's senile or out of his mind when you hear things. There's no way we were ever going to unite Ukraine. I mean, excuse me, Iraq. Afghanistan. No way that was going to happen. That's the strategy to get that sentence out, is forget the first country. (laughs) Okay. You just start naming countries, okay? Yes. (laughs) Or the fact that his team always gives him a list of reporters to call on if he's going to take questions at all. That's the sign of a stutter, not someone that's lost his mind. Um, uh, I I was given a list here. uh, Steve Holland of Reuters. Dude. Dude. There are guys that have been at the nursing home 10 years say, man, he sounds old. What? He sounds not with it. Well, and I'm sorry, but another video was making the rounds of Dr. Jill forcibly leading him away from reporters coming off of an airplane. Yeah. What kind of stutter is that? Where your wife has to lead you around like she's a nurse. I have no idea what kind of stutter that is. And usually if you do have a stutter known different people, if they're trying to get across something, they don't give up. Right. They go until the message is done. If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Oh, gosh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> I'll just throw in well, the towel on that one. And it's really of... an insult to people who suffer from stuttering, though. Absolutely. It is. It's it, an insult. Yes, and I I've agree. known people who do stutter. It, it's too. terrible. And a lot of them grow out of it or through some sort of you know, work, they can they can overcome it. But that's not stuttering. No. 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 Does your dad have Alzheimer's to stutter? True international <laughs> depression. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it, True international of depression. And- <laughs> he didn't stutter. I understood it completely. <laughs> Doesn't make so any sense. Governor and when he's pre-K. The pre-care goes. Yeah. That, that, it also doesn't explain why, like, four or five years ago, he could speak pretty well. I mean, he's a, he's a doofus, and he would say stupid things. Yes, but he didn't just trail off mid sentence. It, it wasn't it, no. It wasn't like the cliffhanger of a two part episode of MacGyver every time he speaks. You know. <laughs> yeah. The other crazy thing, I guess, according to the New York Times, that if you do have a stutter, you forget people's names all the time. Yeah. You, well, you saw her. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know her. And that guy that runs the defense place, what's his name? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the black guy. What's his name? Yeah. Yeah, I keep calling you that, but yeah. Yeah, Austin. Yeah, whatever. My boss. Yeah, that that guy. No one. Not, not, not. The history books will note it. Of course. All right, let's and go to that. my favorite, and everybody reminds me of this, that sends notes to the show that they used it this weekend to pour on their meat some Auken sauce. <laughs> Auken claw sauce. Auken claw sauce, yeah. yes. It's it's now a number one condiment in America <laughs> after Joe Biden elevated it to such status. I get that every every weekend. The Auken claw sauce? We're making some ribs. You want to come over? It's got Auken claw sauce on it. <laughs> Well, I feel like we're doing all request hour right now, well, and you kinda. you want it, I'll deliver. Senator Elizabeth Warren, Congress Eggs, Auchinclaw sauce. Where is she? <laughs> there you go, Jake. Yeah, you know the guy. Congress Eggs, Auchinclaw sauce. Where is she? Just bored by name. <laughs> you know what, man? Auchinclaw sauce. It's crazy. I made a swordfish steak over the weekend. It was delicious. I, I added 
and seared in some Auchincloss sauce. It was amazing. <laughs> well, that was part of your overall strategy. Yeah, it was. Connor's eggs, Auchincloss sauce. <laughs> Freaking right. All right. High school football players have been punished for a hazing incident. And, yeah. David, you said we should hear the details. And now, dude, I'm I'm like almost flinching. Like, what? I've heard some nasty stuff before. Yeah. How bad is this story? A bunch of high school football players in San Antonio, they're in trouble for a hazing ritual. This happened at Alamo Heights High School. The cops are investigating it as well. Uh, 21 players have apparently been suspended. And it came to light because one of the kids actually went to the ER with what were described as skin burns on his lower body. Hmm. Uh, but here are the details, and I just want to, because I don't know if I could actually get through it without kind of laughing. Oh, so no. I, I want to leave the pros, you know, let the pros do this from Ken's 5 television. All right, go ahead, roll it. In messages sent to Ken's 5, the source says, the senior boys did an initiation where they went out to the baseball fields and made the younger players put cookies dipped in hot sauce between their butt cheeks. Then they had to race each other, and if any of the cookies fell out, the person would have to eat it. (laughs) Okay, it wasn't what I feared. While not pleasant, I've heard so many stories about broomsticks and things like that, where it's like, what are we talking about? What's wrong with you people? That... different and if that's my kid i'm not laughing right it's not pleasant no 21 players huh yeah i think they were supposed to be a pretty good team this year too are they suspended for the year i didn't catch that part no, i think or is that they, just a I game think they had two? to sit out last friday night the sitting is probably uncomfortable. <laughs> well, hopefully the obstacle but, was removed. I just wonder. No, but, the, but, man, I like you got a hot sauce. Well, is that going to leave something? Apparently it's it going to be some irritation for a while, isn't it? At least one cookies. kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Double stuff Oreos. Oh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to move on. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things, Scott. There is such a thing, you know. <laughs> they are all being tested for monkeypox, by the way. Jeepers. <laughs> no, I thought this was kind of a cool story. So, <laughs> I'm moving on. I mean, <laughs> Keanu Reeves, he's checking into this hotel, right? And there is a wedding reception going on. And the groom happens to be near the bar, and there's Keanu Reeves, and he's like, hey, congratulations, whatever. And he says to Keanu Reeves, hey, man, if you want to stop by the reception, would love to have you. And the way I understand it, Reeves said, yeah, maybe, later. You know, he was just checking in. So they didn't know if he'd really show up or not. All of a sudden, someone comes over to the bride and says, hey, there's a special guest that wants to talk to you. It's Keanu Reeves. He does something. He hung out, took pictures. John Wick. At your wedding reception. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Bill Murray's been doing that for a long time, too. Don't don't spoil the story with Bill Murray. I, I know. I know. I know. He, I, I'd he, ra- he just shows up at things. I'd rather hang out with Keanu Reeves than Bill Murray, just being honest here. I've known quite a few people that have hung out at different times with Bill Murray. It, it's a hit or miss. Some people will tell you, oh, he's hilarious. Other people will tell you he's a total jerk. It just all depends. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves. And I, the other thing about Bill Murray I always wondered, is he just looking for the free cocktails? What is it? He's got plenty of money. I don't think that's it. That's but Keanu Reeves is just like hanging out, taking the pictures. I, I it was saw, a pretty I cool saw thing. him there. He, he blended right in, too. Well, I, not really. Well, kind of. I mean, he's still Keanu Reeves, but I mean, 
He had pictures with a bridal party, and there were some other pictures of him and people. Well, most people don't wear, like, a T-shirt with graphics on the front and then a sport jacket over the top, all in black, to a wedding. That's why I would say I don't know if he blended in. Well, he's not like Johnny Depp, you know, I mean... <laughs> what you mean a pirate costume yeah, or something makeup like that in the whole nine yards yeah so. yeah yeah and he's got the longer hair now with the beard yeah you know. i mean i like the guy he, he seems like a pretty decent dude yeah. we'll hear a story within the next week i'm sure that will spoil that did you hear about the mickey mantle baseball card and what it went for no. holy cow oh we got to get to that and a news update straight ahead Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, quick news update. You know, Kamala Harris is very proud of our uh, space program. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Well, they had to cancel the launch today. There was going to be a big, like, this is the precursor to test missions to Mars and whatnot, the Artemis program. Yes. And they had to cancel it. Yeah. But she was there. Mm -hmm. She was there? Yes. Oh, gosh. But she spoke. No, she didn't. Yes, she did. Oh, no. She did, she did, she did. I mean, I have it if you want to hear it. It's up to you. We don't have to play no, it. No, no, I got to hear it now. Are you kidding me? Well, you know, she is the master of saying so much in so little time. Yeah, she is. Roll it. I'm so proud of what is happening in terms of our space program and the leadership that the United States is providing to the world. Uh, the Artemis program is, is the beginning of the next era of what we have a history and a tradition of doing, of providing vision and inspiring innovation in a way that is going to benefit all mankind and womankind. God. See this history that we have, the innovation and leading the way yeah. that will benefit mankind and womankind. Of course. Well, I, you, you, you said man and woman. As if there are two genders, hypocrite. Weren't you well, telling us before that we just don't know that? So what are you saying, that she omitted some people? Just saying no. She, well, yeah. And then that would be disrespectful, bordering on hate. You can't hateful? identify as man or woman, right? Yeah, well, you, you, she totally forgot they kind. Right, exactly. Exactly, David. Thank you. They kind. It's, I don't know the rules, but it does seem like that from those crazy rules, she omitted some people. These bigots in the White House are still yeah. stuck in the totally made up gender binary that there are only <laughs> men and women. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very sad. Uh, the Mickey Mantle card that I brought up. You yeah. hadn't heard about this because you're a no. collector, Scott. Yeah, well, novice, yes. Um, this is a 1952 mint condition Mickey Mantle card. It just sold for $12.6 million. Holy smokes. Wow. Uh, the record before that was $7.25 million paid for a 1909 Honus Wagner card. I've seen that one a bunch of times. Yeah. I mean, not seen it in person, but pictures of it. Well, and I've seen at different places there was a little bit of mystery about this card. Where did it come from? The Somebody Mickey card? Yeah, the guy yeah. who sold the card bought it in 1991 for $40,000. Oh, my. So the profit is $12.56 million Oof, damn. for a card. And again, we've talked about it before. I don't understand that part. Well, it's a rookie <laughs> card, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a 52 rookie <laughs> card. Yeah, 
Well, the rookie cards are more valuable if the guy goes into the Hall of Fame. And I'm talking about any card played. worth that kind of money yeah. as a collector. I'm saying I don't understand it. Well, whatever the like, well it's a take. rookie card. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, well, that, now I get it. But it adds to the rarity of it, is my point. Uh, yes, I, yeah. yes I, I understand that. I don't have any of those. I've got a Joe Pepitone rookie card. <laughs> okay. And a number of signed baseballs. Yeah, I got a lot of those. Yes. But even if one of them was worth $50,000, you wouldn't get rid of it because you like to look at them. Well, not today. <laughs> See, I don't understand that. You can do a lot of things with fifty grand. Well, I don't know if I have one worth fifty. I got a Ted Williams, though. It wouldn't matter yeah. if you did, is my point. Ted Williams ball, fifty grand. You sell it today? Not today. See? God. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Student loan debt and the cancellation of that debt for, what, close to 40 million people are going to benefit from that? Something like that, to the tune of a half trillion dollars. Some estimate it'll be more than that in the long run because of the payment caps that are going to be put in place where it's like whatever 5% of your disposable income is the maximum amount you can pay every month for your debt. Well, we've heard from a lot of people that are totally ticked off about this and say it's unfair. Well, sure. The surprise for a lot of people is how many Democrats are ticked off yeah. about it. Well, they're pretending to be ticked off. These Democrats in, in competitive races like Tim Ryan in Ohio, there are others who are in close competitive races in a year where it looks like it's going to be a pretty good year for Republicans. This is like just sort of rolling a grenade under the table you know, for those folks. And it's interesting. you got longtime Democratic uh, strategist Paul Begala talking about how mad he is on cnn of all places he's one of those guys that if you ask people hey you know paul begala nope and then you saw his picture oh yeah that guy yeah that that hack yeah yeah that dude okay well it's bad policy as well as bad politics right for that amount of money you could fund free pre-k for every three and four-year-old for 10 years you do a lot more good for poor people communities of color and and the underprivileged by by doing pre-k it's not about poor people no you know that, Paul. Uh, you could forgive all medical debt, which, unlike student debt, is not freely entered into. So the de- Democrats, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a progressive. I want to help folks. But I think this is terrible policy. Politics, though, we saw. Tim Ryan is in a tough race in a tough state, and he can't stand this idea. What is my party doing with this? <laughs> they're, they're- so are you buying, Scott, that he's really upset? they doing, doing. Who knows? Well, man. valid yeah. points. I mean, well, I suppose if you're going to blow money, I mean, there's better places to blow it, I suppose. The one thing he's leaving out there is that if you were to, for example, if you were to fund uh, pre-K, universal pre-K for every kid, uh, you would probably have enough Republican support to actually get that passed through Congress. But yeah. then you would also have to go up against the reality of having Republicans running in these competitive races saying, I support this. So it's not a political win for you. If you're going to spend half a trillion dollars on universal pre-K or whatever, uh, that's not a political win because you would have Republicans actually 
many of them at least, lining up and saying, yeah, we could do this. Because Democrats have talked about that before. Yeah. I think Biden had talked about well, he tried it. Before. Governor, and when he'd be pre-K, the pre-care. You know what he's meant there, right? <laughs> the, the pre-care, exactly. but anyway, yeah, Bagala goes on. With this, they're, they're, they're disadvantaging. I, I think they're not helping the, the people that we're here to help, which is poor people uh, and, and, and underprivileged communities. Uh, and they're not helping their politicians who are running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Democrats, we're here to care about poor people, care for poor people. And that's why... So many major cities where Democrats have been in mm-hmm. power for decades. That's why they, everything's working great in those communities, right? Just keeps getting better and better. You mentioned it in the Sunshine break. Sunshining every day. Was, mm-hmm. it, was it Natalie Portman doing a, doing a uh, TV show or a film shoot in Baltimore? Got held yes. up by drug dealers. They demanded $50,000 if they wanted to shoot on this block. Yeah, they had to shut down the filming. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Unreal, for protection money. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Nothing. What is there to see here? Did they read the stories about Baltimore and think, well, that's just right wing media outlets? It's not really happening there. Yeah. No idea. It's not all that surprising. Come into really. our territory. You got to pay the price. It's part it of works. the deal. It's a toll. Well, Joe Rogan, that podcast with Aaron Rodgers, just came right out and said it. If you want things to change, basically. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he interviewed uh, Aaron Rodgers on his podcast, and they were kicking around the COVID insanity we've seen over the last two and a half years, and it's still going on. Uh, now, they both got a taste of the insanity uh, throughout the last couple of years. Aaron Rodgers being criticized for not getting the vaccine and saying he was immunized, mm-hmm. but not, you know, Anyway, they were mad at him for that. Uh, Joe Rogan was criticized for taking horse dewormer, which he actually didn't do. But <laughs> still, the knives were out for him. Uh, he did like a salt block, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He got some new horseshoes on. It was <laughs> exactly. He clacks now. The audio engineers it drives them nuts. Yeah. All the hacks at CNN that don't have a job anymore were saying, I don't understand how could he stay right. with his job with well, Spotify. They need to get rid of him. He was killing people. Well, and, and the politics of all of this came up during the podcast. Yeah, it was great. I'm hoping that now that this is over, people are going to, you know, recognize that some serious errors were made and not repeat those. That's the best you can get out of it. So what do you tell those people? Vote Republican. <laughs> and that was the uncomfortable part, yeah. if you're watching it. When Aaron Rodgers is saying, what do you tell those people that went through everything? With all these lies of COVID. Tell them to vote Republican. (laughs) I got to go quarterback this team. Right. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Now I'm getting uncomfortable. That's what a lot of them are going to do anyway. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, more than a million people transferred over to the Republican Party, uh, I think, in 2021 alone. Find out what that number is. But, you know, you look at guys like Ron DeSantis, who kept Florida open and, and had some pretty reasonable policies in terms of, like, what what to do about COVID. And, you know, he mapped it out on television. He was, you know, widely criticized for this, where he was saying, like, we need to protect our elders. We need to, you know, make sure that medical care is available for, for those people and everyone else. You should be able to do whatever you want to do and protect your freedom. Yeah. It's really been interesting to watch how this has all unfolded. Because at the time, and he, you know, Rogan's talking to Dr. Malone, McCullough, these guys that give a different opinion, and the freak out 
from other social media saying spreading disinformation, getting people killed. Oh, yeah. Like, wait a second. These doctors that have opinions, they don't get to have a say? Nope. Well, that doesn't seem to make any sense. And now with all the news that's come out now, well, they were right. And different people have said, when are all the apologies going to start? Um, they're never going to happen. Ever. I mean, there there is a certain class of person who was so locked in to being seen as doing the right and just and moral thing during COVID that it has become ingrained in them and part of their basic character to the point where it is almost like a religious belief. You will never actually convince them that they got something wrong. No. I don't I just don't understand how you don't at some point just come to the reality that you got fooled by it. We've all had to do it at different times. Oh yeah. I mean not just with COVID with anything that you, you know, believed and then found out was a load of crap. You're always trying to seek truth, aren't you? You should be. But unless you, you want to have your head in the sand. If you posted it, you got banned, you got kicked off of social media platforms average joe guys did yes you know i mean the same thing's going on now with the biden student loan thing you know i mean you just but with you, covid yeah it didn't stop you from spreading it it no, didn't but they, stop they, you they from know they getting blatantly it lied about it yes and now we know they lied about it yeah because they knew even then they because you could say well it was early on they really didn't know but they did know i mean deborah burke said so I'm just curious. And you know what? Hit Robbins up on Facebook um, if this happened like within your family. Because families all across the United oh, States were fighting yeah. like crazy whether we should get together or not. Well, you, you're going to give it to Grandma, blah, blah, blah. Have any family members come out and said, you know what? I was so I'm sorry. I've, you were right about it. Um, and we all got taken for a ride on that whole yeah, thing. They did. knew and they lied to us all. No, I'll, I'll... Just curious. I'll hop into the confessional. I have actually apologized to a family member, and it was over the vaccine. It was when my son was born. We were saying, okay, well, we don't, you know, newborns are a different ball game than just, you know, regular, you know, young children, just because we don't know about a whole lot about newborns. We want to make sure that people who see him when he first arrives uh, are vaccinated. And, yeah, I had to apologize to a family member who wasn't able to go and uh, and see him at a young age because we believed it you know hey you know you're, you're probably not going to get it you're probably not going to spread it and that was mm -hmm. false that was a lie you know what man when you're talking about a newborn mm -hmm. and i'm not just homering for you i think more people would understand that yeah. oh yeah you're not sure right maybe overprotective father at worst yeah. Okay, but but at the same time, I even though I should have known better because we've been over a year of people in public health positions lying to us about things, I should have known better, and I didn't. So I had to apologize to that person. But you're a bigger man for it. You get respect for that. You no, know what I mean? I think he's weak. I think he should have just stuck with his guns. <laughs> I'm always right. Yeah. You know, now I think about it, the way you've worked out so many relationships in your life, Scott, he should have taken your advice there. Oh, <laughs> Forget apologizing. Yeah, my relationship right. shows a podcast, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I impart my wisdom. 
No, man. I've talked about it a million times. No, I know. Different I know. different friends of mine, what was it, 2010? Oh, yeah. I think you were one. I'm like, you know what? I bought into Obama. I thought that guy was a different kind of politician. Mm-hmm. And that guy lied right through his teeth. And you feel like a dope, especially if you're in this business. Like yeah. I, I kind of took him at his word. He's nothing like he said he was. Well, what no. are you going to do? Defend it when someone lies right to your face? No. Absolutely not. Thing is, I his tentacles so. are still out there. I mean, he's, oh, still, he's still running the show. Oh, I mean. yeah. Did you hear uh, Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne are leaving America? Yeah. I heard did about Ozzie that. Did Ozzy say yeah. that, or did she? They both did. Oh, yes. Yeah. I don't, wouldn't trust Ozzy. They, why is that? Misinterpretation all the time. <laughs> are you saying it's just like... Well, if you don't speak fluid Ozzy, you're, right. you're... Is it a stutter like Biden, or is it just all the drug use? <laughs> I think it's addled. I think it's more addled. Yeah. Something like it's that. It's all fun and no... no all, all kinds and... Fun and no, 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 no work. You gotta get a certain amount of work. How can you not understand that, <laughs> Daddy O? <laughs> yeah, we can get more into the details of why exactly they're leaving the United States. Hey, uh, part of you is like, okay, I get it. Part of you is like, get over yourself, really. Oh, and then there was a big dust up in the country music scene over a trans post. You gotta yeah. hear that straight ahead. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, so the Justice Department, David. Yeah. Well, they they finished up with the docs. Yeah, they've completed their review of the documents and they of the the underlying documents for the raid at Mar-a-Lago, and they have determined that yes, it was a good and just raid. Say the people really? who it's orchestrated. So, it's so this. easy to know after reading through all that redacted stuff. <laughs> well, they have right. the unredacted version of it at their disposal. Uh, yeah, I know. Right. Yes. National security. Us plebes don't get to see it. But we could just trust them. Oh, sure. Because of the body of work they've put <laughs> forth over the last five, six years. The FBI's right. never done anything to raise suspicion about how that operation <laughs> is raised, right? Just ask no. Larry Nasser's uh, uh, victims, okay? Yeah, dude. They knew about that for well over 12 months. There were other girls that got abused while they were sitting on the information. Yep. And actually, one of them was trying to get a job with the Olympics. Unreal, man. All right, we'll keep you up to date on that. This was an interesting uh, catfight that started online over the weekend. It starts with Jason Aldean's wife. Now, I'm not that well-versed modern-day country music, but his wife... Brittany put a post on social media, which she had captioned a video saying, I'd really like to thank my parents for not changing my gender when I went through my tomboy phase. Yes, she's a bit of a uh, of a outspoken person, yes. Yeah, I got that feeling. Yeah, she does that a lot. Okay. Yeah. She said, I love this girly life. So then Marin Morris, country singer, very popular. Yeah. She went after her hard. Um, she said, you know, I'm glad she didn't become a boy either because we really don't need another a-hole dude in the world. Sucks when Karens try to hide their homophobia, transphobia behind their protectiveness of the children. Bleep all the way off to insurrection Barbie. <laughs> That's what she called. Okay. Brittany Aldean. 
Whatever. And the fellow insurrection Barbies trolling this comment section with their hypocritical, hateful, that's Aaron Morris. So then, out of nowhere, Candace Owens. Like, to the rescue. <laughs> because Candace Owens is friends with Brittany Aldean. So she jumps from the top rope. Candace Owens says, if you vote conservative or don't support children being mutilated by their parents, delete this bully from your playlist. It's easier not to castrate your children, but I guess whatever helps sell bad records. Oh. Oh. Wow, now. Candace went on. Here's what we are no longer going to do going into 2023. We are no longer allowing vicious bullies to hide behind LGBTQ flags and BLM banners. We are no longer allowing people to be repeatedly attacked because they don't support the mutilation of children. That's the New Year's resolution for America. Wow. All this from somebody posting, hey, I'm glad that my parents didn't change me into, you know, something else because of my tomboy phase. Mm. And then they all came out hard. Wow. So Marin Morris, why does she throw her hat in the ring like that? She have something to gain by that? I I think she's just uh I think she's in that way too online crowd that Is she trying to cross over? Probably. I mean, I Okay, so if she's trying to cross over from yeah. country into pop. Yeah, and, and Is that something to it? Appear and, woke? And if you're on social media all the time and that's your life, it poisons your brain. True. I mean, so so she probably does think she's standing up for somebody's rights or whatever, when really the opposite is true. Yeah, well, in the end then, because this cat fight went on for a while, um, Candace Owen said, our children must be the red line to this insanity. I am calling on parents to continue to stand against this evil, as Brittany Aldean has done. Then Aaron Morris says, don't you force your housekeeper to wear a shirt that covers her butt when she's cleaning because you're so deeply insecure about a cute girl being in your home? What? What? That's not even childish. You are just bleeping weird. Candace Owens, what? LOL. I have no idea what you're talking about, the housekeeper? Yeah. I don't think this is done yet. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good cat fight? <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. And the biggest story of the day, David... Uh, the biggest story of the day, boy, there are a lot to choose from. One is what's going on in Iraq. There's some back, back and forth about uh, what's going on with political upheaval. And yeah. the State in Department... The Middle East? Th what? Right. <laughs> and so this has to do with Iran-backed uh, folks versus Iraqi-backed folks. You know, it, it's just a very convoluted and complicated thing. But the bottom line is there is a back and forth as to whether or not our embassy in Baghdad has been evacuated. The State Department says it hasn't been, but there are also people posting videos saying it has been. Oh, my goodness. And then there was another message. Should we send troops back to Kabul? Oh, oh God. Geez. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. News update. And Scott Robbins right back to next.
The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is fine. He just had to step out for a minute. There is Scott Robbins. We'll get the trifecta going in just a couple of minutes. And we were just talking about the Justice Department telling uh, the judge that had already reviewed the Trump documents. And people are wondering now, is Trump going to be indicted? And if so, then what happens? There's no timeline on this, of course. But, you know, when you bring this up and people start talking with the FBI involved, when it just came out last week from Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook and Meta, yeah, the FBI came to him right before the election in 2020, said, yeah, watch out for this disinformation coming your way, right ahead of that Hunter Biden laptop story. First of all, some people have the question, why? Why are they even dealing in disinformation? Right. If that's really the story. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we know the FBI had the Hunter Biden laptop. Okay. And so they would have known the contents. Mm-hmm. And they would have known Joe Biden was involved with all the schemes with China and Ukraine. Not to mention Russian hookers and all of that. So obviously, the FBI is compromised. They're looking out for one particular party. That seems to be a problem, but there's so many people in the country that don't even know it. And of course, that's what's, ha- that's what's happening when you don't have an honest media. So if Trump does get indicted, yeah, I think some people are going to be extremely upset. Now, is it going to be the summer of 2020? No, I can't see that happening. But whatever happens, we saw what happened on January 6th and what the media and the left has made that out to be. It was an insurrection. They're calling it an armed insurrection. They were calling it that on Bill Maher's show on Friday. It was not an armed insurrection. You almost get the feeling they want something like that to happen. Well, how many walls closing in stories do we have to read? I mean, I just kind of roll my eyes at this point. If it gets indicted, then it didn't do it. Let's do it. But then does that prevent him from running for president? And is that the end goal? So that all of the people in D.C. keep their jobs. You don't know exactly what motivation is behind it. Yeah. But it's something. Also, also President DeSantis can pardon him. If it rolls that way. Mm -hmm. But he'd have to be guilty. Of something. Yeah. Yes. So, of course, keeping an eye on all of that. And, you know, with all of the disinformation talk, isn't it interesting we talked about this before, but last week, YouTube updating their policy, banning claims that masks don't stop the spread of COVID. It's okay now. You can say it now before they would have kicked you off. Oh, gosh, dang it. Even though the science was out there and people knew it, saw it, put it on YouTube. Uh, nope, sorry, can't do that. But now it's okay. Yeah, it's corrupt to the core. All right, you ready for your big three? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go, Let's man. Do Let's do this. Do it. All right. Are you ready? One, two, come at you. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins got three stories of the day. It always helps by his hero in life. He's a 40 hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Yes. Hey, Casey. Got you. Okay, buddy. <laughs> I'm ready. He's always ready. Three. What is number three? Uh, well, I, I, I was not familiar with her work, but there's an actress by the name of Sydney Sweeney. She stars in some show on HBO called Euphoria. Controversial show. I'm not yes. an HBO guy, so I have no idea uh, what this is. But anyway. It's a big show. She's, uh, she's 24 years old. Yeah. 
And in most normal worlds, a 24-year-old woman that was throwing her mom a birthday party to celebrate her mom's 60th would be seen as a good, loving type, good daughter thing, right? Yes. But we don't live in that world. You know that. I saw this story, yeah. Uh, some photos were posted by family members on social media that has now freaked out and triggered some of the usual knuckleheads. Some guy that was at that party, do you know what his sin was, Jamie? He wore a Blue Lives Matter t-shirt. What? We'll have none of that. <laughs> and some people were wearing red hats with logos on them. <laughs> what? You know what it said on it? Make yeah. 60 great again, because that's how old their mom is. But it was They were red. having a little fun. That's right. It was red. It was a takeoff on the Make America Great Again hats. It was a hoedown theme party. Casual dress. A lot of Western wear. Now she's out there defending her guest and adding, asking people to stop po- politicizing a simple, stupid birthday party for her mom. She tweeted out, you guys, this is wild. <laughs> An innocent celebration for my mom's milestone 60th birthday has turned into this absurd political statement. That was not my intent. Please stop making <laughs> assumptions. Much love to everyone and happy birthday, mom. The outrage machine of the woke never sleeps, does it? It's always, it's constantly out there. Again, it it's almost dark little seems, heart beating in the corner somewhere. It doesn't matter what it says on the hat if it's red and it's in white letters. Yeah. And it's just a comedic take. It doesn't matter. The freakout has already started. <laughs> right. It's like the screaming starts. And, oh, yeah. It's well, one of the tweets back to her is, we need to do better. The hate in this world needs to end. For what? For doing what the party? What did she do? She's one guy with a Blue with Lives Matter shirt on? Yep. Yeah. That's amazing. Holy I guess cow. She found out, yes. We're getting closer and closer to number one. The Scott Robbins Gosh, trifecta, top dang. three stories of the day, according to Scott. Two. Yeah. What this is, is a fun two? little story? Uh, scientists have created an embryo with brain and beating heart from stem cells. Oh, God, mm. here we go. <laughs> scientists from the University of Cambridge have created model embryos from mouse stem cells to form a brain and a freaking beating heart. <laughs> The team of researchers <laughs> developed this embryo model without eggs or sperm. Instead, they used stem cells. I'm not laughing at the story. I'm laughing at your reaction oh, to the story. I know. Okay. By guiding three types of stem cells found in early mammalian development, they started interacting. The researchers mimicked natural process in the lab. The scientists were able to get the stem cells to talk to each other <laughs> by, by, by inducing the expression of a particular set of genes, establishing, quote, a unique environment for their interactions. No, that's not, that's not fun. Stop. It, they said it's just unbelievable. We've got this far. This has been our dream for years and a major focus of our work for decades. We finally done it. Yes. We've made a brain and st- out of stem cells and a heart in a test tube. You got all that? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? So, yeah, this scares you. Now, you listen, like there it. are some things that I, I understand now before somebody gets nutty with me here. <laughs> I get it that you could perhaps transpose these into humans and make them better again. Add to their life, you know, help them out. If they, but this has got, you know, I mean, you're disturbed by it. Give this and crap to the Chinese, and they're going to be walking around out there. They'll be destru- destruction machines. Okay.
And it just jumped out of the lab. I don't know how it happened. Seven foot five inch cyborgs living next door to me. Say it again. Golly, man. Okay. Oh, boy. Right. Yeah, I'm good. Scott Robbins, trifecta. Top three stories of the day. Now, on with the countdown. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we're up to one. Uh, yeah, number NB- one. NBC is considering, and actually very seriously, cutting back their longstanding commitment to prime primetime TV. Really? They're saying the move is a cost-cutting measure. NBC is, quote, now mulling. This has nothing more than a cost-cutting move, but a big one. And they said the change might be able to help the network improve their relationship with affiliates. They'd give them the hour. So the affiliates could fill the 9 to 10, 10 to 11 hour, depending on your time zone, with whatever programming they wanted to slide in there. So the hour before your local news runs. They would stop producing national programming. Give the hour up to local TV stations. We're always looking for strategies to ensure that our broadcast business remains as strong as possible, said NBC. No word yet on CBS or ABC if they would follow suit. So, you just give it up. Yeah. You just say we 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 got nothing here. That's exactly what's happening, and that we honestly quit. might be their best strategy. Yeah, How Hogan's are you heroes. Compete? Hogan's heroes at nine. Andy Griffith show at nine thirty. <laughs> right up to the news. No one's still running Hogan's heroes. Uh, TV Land runs Andy Griffith. I watch it every day. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, but I'm just saying. Most outlets are not going Hogan's Heroes well, right now. Well, it run because nobody's asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three stories of the day. As always, Scott, good job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Follow-up to uh, a story we talked about last week, and maybe you've seen this, the whole phenomenon of quiet quitting yeah, in jobs. I've heard about this. Yeah, people just kind of check out. It's yeah. like not like you're really quitting. It's just you're not going to give full effort, just right. enough to get by sort of thing. You're praying you get fired, essentially. No, I don't think that's it. You uh-huh. don't want to get fired. You're just not going to put forth a whole lot of effort. Just collect the check and with very little effort. Yeah, because there are a lot of places that are having a hard time finding employees, so a lot of employees feel secure. So they just put in the bare minimum, get their check, and then go live their life. There you go. And that was a big piece in the Wall Street Journal, and it's been talked about quite a bit. There was, well, an update to that, and Forbes had it, talking about, well, now quiet firing is trending. (laughs) So for those people that are quietly quitting, a quiet firing may be coming. That is when your boss or manager doesn't care for you or your effort that much, or once you've gone for whatever reason. But instead of firing you, they micromanage you. They stop involving you or use passive-aggressive tactics to make your life miserable until you quit. So they were asked, okay, what are you talking about specifically? What what would you do? Well, um, they could just reduce the hours of people they didn't like until they were eventually never scheduled. You could do that if they were part-time. In particular retail, they do that a lot. Yeah. Yes. They used to anyway. I don't think they do it anymore, but they used to. Um. And another example, like an assistant's desk got moved from an office to the corner of the copy room. Gosh, and the office went to an intern. Yeah. I don't know if that's quiet firing. No. That's, loud, that's loudly speaking firing. Yes, it is. Um, another example was a manager kept adding more and more to a woman's workload until it was overwhelming. No, nobody else got additional work. But they just kept piling on until it's just too much. They don't like you anymore? Nope. Yeah, so watch out for those signs. Mm-hmm. The old quiet firing. 
Um, man, I got a couple of beauties today for uh, Nimrods in the news. Um, also, if you had one of the Anheuser Busch Ritas in the last few years, you might be getting a refund. Rita, we'll explain. Okay, and a news update straight ahead, right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp had to step out for a minute. He's fine, by the way. There's Scott Robbins. So we know this. Protesters breached Iraq's presidential palace today after an influential Shiite clerk or cleric announced his resignation from politics. So then a video is released appearing to show U.S. embassy employees in Baghdad being evacuated by military helicopter. Oh, boy. Okay, now John Kirby, coordinator for strategic communications at the National Security Council. God. Okay, always trustworthy. Yeah. Later denied that there was an evacuation of U.S. Embassy personnel, in contrast with earlier reports. Hey, I know you saw those guys get in military helicopter. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't an ev- evacuation. There's no evacuation going on at the embassy. Was it just some little, uh, you know, $25 a half an hour? You get to fly over the area and come back? Well, all he said was, uh, that's not required at this time. What is There's it? no indication. That it even happened? That there was an evacuation, even though people saw it in the what video. What were they doing? Well, we don't know. He just said, now get this, see if you've heard it before. We are closely monitoring reports of unrest in Baghdad today. At the Supreme Judicial Council, we urge all parties to remain calm, abstain from violence, and resolve any political differences through a peaceful process oh boy. guided by the Iraqi Constitution. It always feels like these guys are acting like it's a world they want it to be instead of the world that we currently live in. Yeah. We want a nice and balanced and loving Taliban. That's right. In Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And how has that worked so far? Yeah. Well, it doesn't. Oh, the story of the Ritas. Anheuser Bush. You know the different Ritas they have? The Lima Rita? Yeah, okay. Now I see what you mean. All right. Yeah. They have different ones? Yeah. Okay. Somebody felt like they were getting ripped off. Okay, because you're thinking that's an actual cocktail. Tequila's in there, right? That's what a Rita is. Yeah, margarita, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Anheuser-Busch just agreed to a class action settlement for false advertising because people thought it contained tequila. No, it just named after Augie Bush's daughter, Rita. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> okay. He said the products are called Rita's, and on the can it even says sparkling margarita. But the packaging doesn't say that it doesn't have tequila. I don't know how much it's worth to you, but as part of the settlement, you can go to RitaSettlement.com to apply for a partial refund for any Rita's you've purchased from 2018 through last month. And if you still have the receipt, you can claim up to $21.25 per household. Hmm. 
But even without a proof of purchase, you can get $9.75. So I just sign up and go, okay, yeah, I did. But everybody knows you haven't drank since 2015. It's quiet. Everybody <laughs> knows that he bucks. has, and he's a liar. When the going gets bucks. tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. We start in Florida, and this has gone viral. This is a 38-year-old woman, Amy Harrington. She was arrested way back in April. She had rear-ended another vehicle. Cops said she smelled of booze. She refused a breathalyzer, so they had her do the field sobriety test. So the footage was just released. And this is the part maybe you've seen. Amy struggles to walk in a straight line, but then says, Hey, I can do a dance routine. And so she starts doing these pirouettes and stuff like it's some sort of ballet. Jeez. Oh, they were just rolling it on Fox News like an hour or so ago. It's hilarious. Um, one of the officers asked her just to stick to the instructions. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you sound like my effing ballet coach. She was arrested for DUI. She'll be on Dancing with the Stars next year. Ladies very and drunk Amy. <laughs> next, we got another person in Florida, a 34-year-old guy. Paul Turovisky. He was on his honeymoon after he answered an ad for a prostitute. Oh. Got arrested. Oh, and his new bride was at the hotel sleeping. Oh, no. The sheriff joked the only question here was, as a wedding guest, was it too late to get the gifts that they gave back to them? Yeah, really. And that's Nimrod's in the news.